eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This is Bustin' Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis on everything baseball in the nation's capital. And to learn about some of the best high school players in the country ahead of this draft, we've got Steve Bernhardt from Baseball Factory with us. He is the Chief Baseball Officer, uh, officer for of the Baseball Factory. And i got to tell you, he is plugged in on these prep players all over the country. Steve, good to talk to you again. How are you? I'm doing great, uh, Grant and Danny. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You know how much I love the draft, and I, I appreciate you guys uh, giving it its due time every year. Well, we're excited about it. The yeah, Nats man. pick fifth. People in D.C. are jacked up because there's a really good chance, Steve, that they can kind of infuse this system with some much-needed talent. So what we wanted to do is just run through a bunch of the names, and, and our listeners are going to potentially hear one of these names called by the Nationals to be their new top prospect. So we want to give them as much information as we can on some of these players. So let's just start with the guy that a lot of people think goes first overall to the Orioles, the best high schooler in the country, the son of Andrew Jones, Drew Jones. What can you tell us? Well, I mean, this is a serious upside play. You know, he's 6'4", he's thin, he's going to fill out, but he's already got some serious power. Um, you know, I've seen him flick his wrist and hit balls, you know, close to 400 feet now um, as a high schooler. Uh, he's a plus runner. You know, he can't avoid the comparisons to his father. He's got a different build um, than his dad did, but – He's got kind of that same silky smooth way of patrolling center field. He seems to get to everything. Uh, you know, he throws well. So it's a really good mix of tools um, with projection on top of it. He, he's produced pretty much everywhere he's been. He was actually MVP of our Baseball Factory All-America game that was at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City last year. Um, and I've gotten to see him on several occasions. And, and every time I see him, he, he does something to impress you. And uh, that's not easy for young guys to, to kind of be up every day when they're on, in the spotlight. But he's, he's done a good job of that. Let's go down the list here, Steve. Jackson Holiday, son of another former big leaguer that was really good uh, in, in Matt Holiday. What can you tell us about Jackson? Yeah, Jackson is, has really been one of those guys that 
helped himself a ton this spring. He had a huge high school season down in Oklahoma. Um, again, I saw him last fall and really liked him. You know, good actions at short. Like you said, he's grown up around the game, so he's got a high baseball IQ. He's a left-handed hitting shortstop with a nice, clean stroke, good bat-to-ball skills. I guess the difference was, you know, after I saw him in the fall, he really got after it in the weight room in the winter, uh, grew a little as well, put on about 15 or 20 pounds of muscle, somehow at the same time got faster too, and just came out and had a huge spring. Um, Set some records down in Oklahoma, I think, for home runs and RBIs. Um, And every time scouts went in to see him, um, he seemed to hit a home run, have a double, make some good plays at short, and basically kind of vaulted himself into that top echelon of five or six prospects that we're discussing. And, um, you know, there's some scouts that I trust that, that think he's the best player in the draft at this point. I am praying he falls to five to the Nationals. It doesn't look like that's going to happen at this point. He could go first. I think there's a real good chance he goes second. He's probably going to be long gone. Is my take hot, or do you d- disagree with this, that you know, everyone loves Tamar Johnson. We'll have you break him down in a second as the best bat in this class. But from a bat-to-ball standpoint, I kind of like Holiday just as much right now. No one seems to, to think he could be the best hitter of this group because Johnson's kind of had that unlocked for a little while. But what do you make of that? Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think it's, it's uh, a perfect example of what you're talking about. Just, you know, Tamar's been, quote-unquote, famous for a little while longer as a young player. Um, and I do think that it's a little bit of a different kind of stroke. So Tamar's got kind of rhythm and a little bounce move with his hands, and it's, it's a little bigger kind of way to get loaded up and hit. And, you know, because he's gotten comparisons to, like, Robinson Cano and his heyday with that kind of look to his swing um, and had success, I think, you know, Tamar has, has been the guy that's graded out as the top hit tool in this high school class. But I think you're right. For just straight production and a clean swing and the way he's emerged, I think Jackson has put himself in that conversation as well. So to give Tamar Johnson his full credit, and again, Baseball Factories, the Chief Baseball Officer Steve Bernard is with us, who's a wealth of knowledge on this high school class. Uh, let, let's get deeper into Tamar Johnson. I mean, there is a thought that he could go fifth to the Nats. I've been told it's Parada or him, very likely. Uh, we'll get to Parada when we break down the college players the catch out of Georgia Tech. My concern with Johnson, if there is one, is that he's possibly just a second baseman. He's a small guy. He's like 5'8". Is there a chance he could play center field maybe? He seems like a really good athlete. He is a good athlete. He's not a burner runner, so I don't know that it's like a natural move that you would make saying, hey, he could play center. But he's a really instinctual baseball player. And as you see now, I mean, there's some surprising guys that get put out in center field at the big league level now that aren't necessarily, you know, the old leadoff thin guy that can fly. You know, with shifts and everything else, we see we see the the Bellingers, even Aaron Judge, guys like that to play center field. So I certainly wouldn't um, eliminate him being able to do it because he's such a good baseball player. With Tamar. There's definitely an it factor. You know, I've been around him quite a bit. He's confident, but it's not obnoxious at all. It's it's just that he knows he can play the game, and he loves it. He's got a smile on his face. Um, You know, other guys like to be around him. And he controls at bats as well as any high school hitter I've seen. Most of the time when I've seen him on the field, he knows the strike zone better than the umpire that's working that game at the high school level. And um, 
he's just got a really good feel for how to work in a bat, how to get a count in his favor, find a pitch he likes, and then has an outstanding swing to do some damage. Steve, tell us about Elijah Green. Uh, the, the size jumps off the screen, the page, whatever you want to call it. They just don't make people that big. They don't. And, you know, I think I'm probably now in the minority of, of guys that, that are in this industry. Elijah is still number one on my board. Personally. Really? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you finish Kanye style, but then I have follow-ups because I have okay. questions about the hit tool, but, but keep going. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and again, my my budget is not such that I can go see Elijah ten or twelve times during the season like major league teams can. So it's a smaller sample size. I will admit that. Every time I've seen Elijah, he has done something at the field that makes me say, "Wow!" Like this seventeen or eighteen year old kid just did that, hit a ball that far, ran that fast, made that play. So I just think that he's a a little bit of a freak of nature athletically and body-wise, like you were saying, that you don't see every day. And I think he's a really, really good baseball player with huge tools, a power-speed combination that we don't see all the time, especially with that body. The times I've been around him, the makeup is also off the chart, a really hard worker, a good kid. His dad played, was an all-pro, I believe, tight end for the Steelers. Also played a little time in Baltimore with the Ravens. Um, and, and Elijah, while he, I know what you're going to say about the swing and miss, and we can discuss that. When I've seen him, he can shorten up with two strikes. I've seen him drive balls to right center. I've seen him crush balls out to left. And down at IMG, not only has he had a target on his back for the last couple of years, but he faces as good a competition, as good a pitching night in and night out as any high school player in the country. So that's so true, and, and that is why I, I'm very high on him. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we're, we're picking nits now, right, when we're talking about the three or four best players in the country. I, I right. say this all right. the time, and I get a lot of guys like him wrong. There's a lot of holes in my game. I'm not a scout. I don't pretend to be, Steve. But I, I get will a lot miss, wrong, too. <laughs> I will miss every time it seems like biggest on guys like this. And what I mean is, like, you remember James Wood, who the Padres just drafted and, and have now an A-ball killing it? Like, I certainly do. I've known James since he was 11. Okay, so, like, to me, I thought the same thing with him, where I'm like, you know, he's going to be awesome for someone potentially, but I'm not going to risk the hit tool. Next thing you know, they make one swing tweak, it seems like, and he looks like he's going to be a top 25 prospect in a year or so. And, like, guys like that constantly, I think I would miss on, whereas I'm a – uh, maybe I'm more conservative, but I kind of like the, hey, I know that Tamar Johnson's going to hit. I know that Jackson Holiday's going to hit. Texas has a bopper who's the best player in the country this year that you know isn't even ranked in the top 100 in a lot of boards. And it's like, that guy's going to hit at the big league level. I don't know what position he's going to play. Jacob Berry, I don't know where he's going to be defensively. But I think he's going to hit. He's a switch hitter. That's just kind of my mindset I, I can't work myself out of. I guess just react to that a little bit. Well, I, again, I would say this. I'm wrong a ton with you. Um, that's what scouting is. But uh, my opinion, I guess, is that his hit tool is better. Elijah's hit tool is better than people are giving him credit for, Okay, I think. You see him. Um, I mean, I just, you know, I, I look at stats and kind of talk to people I trust. But, yeah, you, you've seen him more than any. I mean, you've seen him a ton, I'm sure. For for me, a guy like him that, and, and I, I know you've either seen him or watched video, I'm sure, it, it's – 
it's such a quiet start, but he accelerates the bat so quickly and, and kind of gets goes from zero to 100 in a heartbeat that I think, and having seen him react to other pitching, I think that he'll be able to figure it out pretty quickly. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, Danny, that's the other thing is the level of competition at Mm -hmm. IMG. Whereas. I feel, I feel like maybe I penalize him a little bit because I'm going, well, man, he struck out four or five times in a weekend. Like, none of these guys strike out five times in a weekend. They're not facing these dudes that he's facing either. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, you got to bake that in, and it's why people get paid a lot of money, I guess, to make these picks. Uh, Steve Bernard is with us, Baseball Factory, uh, talking about some of the top high schoolers in the country. All right, who's next on your board here, Danny? I want to look at uh, – this is a weird draft to me in general, Steve, but – Pitching, it's it's nastier than it's ever been. It's, with all due respect, better than what you and I were facing playing college ball when you were at Richmond and I was at GW. It's now insane how good these arms are, and there's not a lot of pitching at the top of the board. I, I think the best high school arm is, I guess, Brock Porter. I'd love for you to a, break down high school pitching in general, but just how do you have your ranking set up? Yeah, I think um, you're right. You're right about that in, in, on both accounts. You know, we're, we're dating ourselves a little bit, me, me even more than you, but we did not see these kind of arms mm-hmm. in high school or even in college, quite frankly, back in the day. I mean, these, these guys train seriously. Um, they're around good people, um, good coaches. They, they, they get stronger, and the, the velocity that we see out of these guys is amazing. Um, you know, Dylan Lesko is a right-handed pitcher, a uh, high school pitcher out of Buford High School in Georgia. Uh, to me, he was the clear-cut best pitcher out there. Um, and like a lot of the guys this year, got injured during the season and, and had Tommy John surgery. So um, there are a number of college guys and a few high school pitchers. Uh, Cole Phillips out of Texas is another one, was hitting triple digits early this spring. It made a huge jump. Um, and then he had a blowout and, and had Tommy John surgery as well. So it, it's it's a thin crop at the high school level up top. There's a little bit of depth to it, I think. Um, but I, I did think Lesko was a clear-cut top 10 selection. Um, that being said, come draft time, um, you know, that demographic of high school pitchers always seems to get pushed down. It's, it's the riskiest one when you look at the history to, to draft high. So teams get a little skittish and it pushes them down anyway. Um, you did mention Brock Porter. Uh, from the sounds of it, he's probably going to be the first high school arm to go. It's, uh, you know, it's a mid to sometimes upper 90s power right-handed pitcher out of Michigan, so it's a cold-weather arm that they think maybe doesn't have as much wear and tear on it yet. Um, outstanding change-up that he throws, which is, um, you know, I like a lot, and it's kind of rare that you say that about a high school guy that's yeah, very hard. But, but it's kind of like a parachute change-up and comes out like a fastball and has been a very, very effective pitch. His breaking ball is his third pitch, depending on what kind of what day you see him. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes you wonder about it a little bit. Um, 
you know, he's become a little bit more of a pitcher than a thrower over this last year and is starting to, to develop uh, some feet, a little bit more feel. And I think that's why teams like him along with the upside. So I, I, I do think from what I'm hearing, he probably becomes the first high school guy off the board. It would have been less go if he was healthy. And I still think that Dylan, somebody will take a chance on him in the first round. Um, it, I don't know signability, but as long as, as that's a possibility, I think he'll go pretty high and, and, you know, not that the Nationals would do it at five, but they have a history of not being scared off by some guys that have had surgery and need to come back and need some time to heal. Yeah, they did it with Fetty. They did it with Giolito. They did it with Rendon as a bat as well. Steve Bernhardt of Baseball Factory. Uh, can you tell people Cam Collier's story? I, I find it pretty fascinating uh, how much time you spent around him and, and what you think of him because I'm hearing he could go four to Pittsburgh right now. It sounds like the Pirates are on him possibly. Yeah, this is another guy I'm a fan of, um, and, and that would be an interesting fit. I mean, I think his dad made it to the big leagues with the Pirates. His dad, Lou, played in the big leagues for a little bit. So another guy with good bloodlines. Cam's a left-handed hitting third baseman out of Georgia. Um, he's one of the youngest players in the draft this year, and you're right. His story's an interesting one. He pulled uh, uh, what, what we're seeing several guys do now early on and reclassified. He was originally supposed to graduate in 2023. He reclassified in high school so that he could graduate earlier. We call that the Harper um, around the Harper. here, Steve. Uh, that's correct, yes, because he did. <laughs> he followed Harper even further. Not only did he graduate early, but he went to a junior college um, and played at Chipola Junior College, one of the best colleges in the country um, down in Florida, and had a successful year as a 17-year-old playing against 18, 19, even 20-year-olds there. Um, faced very good pitching. You know, similar to what you were saying about Elijah, facing really good pitching in IMG, Cam, um, you know, probably even exceeded that with, with the group that he played against this year. Um, swung the bat well, and then actually spent a little bit of time up in the Cape Cod League against uh, even older wow. top, top college guys and, and handled himself well there. Do you um, remember a 17-year-old really... at the Cape? By the way, I was trying to think about this the other night. I don't ever remember Never. a 17-year-old no. playing on the Cape. No, in my at Baseball Factory, we did we've done a, like development events up there for high school players, probably for the last 15 or 20 years. And in going up there and, and taking those players to games, I never remember a high school player on a <laughs> Cape roster, yeah. quite frankly. Right. Much less a young one. Um, but yeah, I, I like Cam a lot. He's He's got a very easy left-handed swing. Like the game seems to come easy to him. Um, it's not a violent swing. It's not like what looks jumps off the page is a ton of bat speed. But man, he impacts the ball. He can drive it to all fields. He can hit balls out certainly to the pull side. Um, he's got big arm strength. He jumps on the mound and and can run a fastball into the low 90s, maybe even touching higher once in a while. And the arm plays well at third base. It's a bigger frame, but he's got very good hands, instincts, moves well. I think he'll stay at third. And, again, yeah, when you're looking at a guy with bloodlines who could potentially hit a left-handed bat in the middle of an order down the road and stay at third base and play very good defense there, um, that's why he's attractive, too. And I, I agree with you. I think he's going to go really high. Steve, you, you mentioned how your boards kind of played out here among, among the high school guys. Just sort of 
give me like that that person you're just biased towards. Like every time a conversation comes up about high school players, you're just bringing this one guy up because he's your favorite. You know, we do this in fantasy drafts certainly, where you just always end up with a certain guy on your roster or whatever. Give me a guy that's just your favorite that may not necessarily be a top five, top ten pick, but somebody you think is going to help down the line. That's a great question. I, I think I would. Uh, there are a lot of them. There are a lot of guys I like, and a few under the radar guys. I think there's a there's a pitcher out of Illinois named Owen Murphy. Um, he's actually a, a pretty legitimate two way player, um, a shortstop in high school who would play third in pro ball and a right handed pitcher. He's about six one, so he's not like some of these other guys that when they get off the bus, you know, you, you look you're looking up at a six four six five guy. But, man, he is a great kid, loves the game, competes a little bit old school that way. Just, you know, you know he's going to scratch and claw and and do whatever he can to help his team win. And he's a little bit of a metrics darling on the mound right now. He's got a good spin rate on his fastball that's usually like 92, 93. Um, Spins a good breaking ball that has kind of a high spin rate as well. Had a ton of success the last couple of years. Is is committed to Notre Dame. Um, also hit I don't know twelve or fifteen home runs I think this year. Five forty eight um, with eighteen bombs, which is a pretty good high school season. Oh, there even even more yeah. than I was giving him credit yeah. for. With a point one two ERA and one hundred thirty seven strikeouts and fifty eight innings, that's a pretty good high school season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that's that's good. You're right. Show I, I Murphy. I was selling him short a little bit. So I, I love the kid. And um, again, you know, he, it's a it's a six foot one inch right hander. If he was, you know, six three or four, we might be talking about him in those higher picks. Uh, but I think uh, I think there's some teams that really like him, and and he's a guy that that's not a surefire first rounder. That if I was running a team, he's the kind of guy I want my organization to help me win. Last thing before we let you go, and we're taking up too much of your time. Steve Bernhardt, Baseball Factory, with us. Analytics now are available at some of the places like the one that you help to operate where you guys get exit velocities and readings on a lot of these guys. You mentioned an analytics, darling. Are there any like are there any guys high on the board we'd be surprised by that have like elite or or the opposite? Like Jacob Berry is a great hitter at LSU, and yet there's some questions because exit velocities are low. Is there anything like that that stands out where you would say, oh, this guy's reading like 110 plus sometimes or 105 plus sometimes? And then the other way where you go, I'm surprised because we all love him, but the exit velocities are low. Anything like that? I don't think it would be huge surprises that I know about. I mean, you know, Elijah and Drew, when we've been around them, Drew Jones and Elijah Green, I mean, they're probably guys that I've seen the most triple-digit exit velocities, both in workouts for us and in games that pop up. I mean, it's kind of some of the stuff that you would expect. Um, you know, I think sometimes um, – for me, at least, the the old school scouting of trust your eyes and, and that kind of thing versus the the analytics. The one spot that I think um, I find myself maybe surprised the most ends up being the spin rate of some breaking balls because I see some curve balls maybe with my own eyes. I'm like, oh, that that looks good. It has depth, and then you go back and look at it and the spin rate's not very high on it. Um, there might be a couple of those guys. I don't want to call out guys for the negative, but there might be a right. couple of those guys in there that that um, some of those teams that look at that may wonder a little bit. Either they're going to have to make an adjustment when they get them in their system or they might stay away from them because the, the curveball might look better and play better against high school hitters than it will against um, higher-level guys. 
Um, so I, I, I think that's probably the area that, that there might be some, some surprises. As far as the high school hitters, um, I think most of those guys at the top also have, have produced the kind of numbers and metrics that, that these teams are looking for. Steve, really informative stuff, man. Appreciate you joining us and all the great info. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. Uh, I appreciate it, and uh, and I think the Nationals, like you said at the beginning, are, are going to get a really, really good player at their first pick for sure. Yeah, fingers crossed they hit a home run here. Check out Baseball Factory and Steve's work. They got a, you know, a lot of opportunities for young baseball players, and not only that, but just so much information for our purposes on, on these guys that he's known for so many years. Thanks again, Steve. Be well. Thanks. You too, guys.